We're at a real crossroads, I think, in our society and our culture at the moment. And I guess what I want to know is what are we going to do about it? Uh, I bring to you a headline from news.com.au. Four-year-old US kid announces transition to male gender with reveal. First sentence. A four-year-old child has captured hearts and sparked heated online debate after announcing he was a boy via a rainbow-fueled gender reveal. My name is Steve, and welcome to Christianity Out Loud's weekly word. So, news.com.au the author, or the journalist rather, I appear, I, I believe is from the New York Post, NY Post. And the article, and again, the link is below. You can go and read it. But there are some interesting, yeah. interesting uh, uses of language in there that I've touched on in the past. The name, I won't name this child, but was assigned female at birth. Now, <laughs> that doesn't happen, but it just gives way to a greater problem of language. It really does. How are we describing something that is a natural biological process? Are we to take that out comes a baby and the doctor goes, hmm, uh, flip a coin, male. Or female, in this case. N no, obviously your gender is, um, you know, is, comes about, shall we say, because I can't think of the word, um, at, uh, at the moment of conception. That is when we're all good. And that's when it happens. It has nothing to do with being assigned that particular uh, gender at birth. Um, but from a young age expressed he was a boy, his mum said, as reported by the New York Post. I'm surprised that this article says mum. That kind of surprised me. But anyway, not a birthing parent or something equally as you know, nondescript as that. Uh, now viral footage and photos captured the moment the young person with his grandmother by his side released a confetti cannon that filled the air with blue smoke. So, child jumped for joy as the crowd cheered him on. Couldn't believe the love and support he was shown from bystanders. Now... Again, what we have here is a situation where a child has not been told the truth. And that concerns me. I don't know whether this child is at any sort of daycare centre, I don't know, or childcare centre. I don't know whether a four-year-old, what age in Canada, a four-year-old starts um, school. 
I have no idea. But it concerns me the influences that are in this child's life. And it concerns me that his fear of misgendering the young girl I'll say there, that way I can't get it wrong, that their fantasy has just been made reality. Now, as a father, when my children, aged two, say, uh, take my daughter, when she came out dressed as a fairy, say, skirt on, all of that, you know, waving the wand around, I've got the ability when she's two to say, ah, oh, you're a fairy. Because at that age, they don't really know the difference between fantasy or make-believe and reality. Whose job is to teach her the difference between fantasy and reality? That would be mine. Or any adult, really, uh, in her life. If my daughter comes out at age eight, dressed as a fairy, say, skirt, wand, all of that. What's the difference in language? And I've touched on this before. I say, oh, you're pretending to be. I don't say, oh, you are. When we have a four-year-old who doesn't, probably doesn't quite understand the difference between fantasy and reality, I look at the influences in this person's life and this to me lies with evidently parents and grandparents. Now I would say where are the positive influences in this child's life because what is now going to happen if this child starts taking hormone replacement therapy, I mean I touched on this last week all of the internal organs, all of the internal structure of this young lady's body are going to be irreversibly affected by all of that treatment. And as I mentioned last week, I think it was last week, a four-year-old cannot consent to sex. Legally, a 17-year-old not consent to sex. You are an adult once you reach 18 years of age. So at age four, how do you know that you're a boy if you're not, or a girl if you're not, other than the influences that are in this young person's life? And here lies what do we do about that? Ultimately, this person's family will make up their own mind and will celebrate what they wish to celebrate. But the fact that this is newsworthy concerns me. The fact that this is being celebrated concerns me. And the fact that nobody is standing and weeping for this poor child's future, at least in this article, um, equally concerns me. I mean, what are we doing here? What, what is the legacy that we are leaving our children?
what we have here again is an incorrect representation that male and female are malleable, that they are interchangeable, that you can do what you like, you can just become something else when you can't. Humans, regardless of your perspective, if you are a creationist like myself, then men and women are created, that's how they are made. If you're an evolutionist, then humanity has evolved to the point where there are two genders. Why? Because that's how the species survives, is via male and female procreation. We don't have the ability, evolutionarily or creationally or otherwise, if you have a third option there, to change. We don't. We are what we are. And that is that. So this poor child has been, dare I say, brainwashed into believing something that is not true. And that upsets me, makes me angry, a righteous sort of anger, makes me frustrated that nobody is doing anything about this and that parents are just standing on by and going, enabling this fantasy. <sighs> when are we going to get back to the point where the Christian voice is a prominent voice in society? It doesn't have to be the only voice. It wasn't the only voice in Jesus' day. Or the years and decades following, just go and read the book of Acts, you find that the Christian voice was often not the prominent one. But when, when, when is it going to be a voice again? You know, when are the public prayers for this young person going to be held? When are people going to stand up on a Sunday morning and say, look, we're just not going to stand for this, that we must do something. I mean, the warning is pretty clear from Jesus. If you cause one of these little ones to sin, you go and read the verse. It'd be better for, you know, you'd have a millstone tied around your neck and you'd be dropped in the bottom of the ocean, essentially. It would be better that that happened to you. Because you don't want the alternative. I don't think he meant that in a literal sense before anybody starts going around and doing that. But what are we doing? These are our children. These are the future. You know? And this poor child is now probably going to be stuck with a decision that they statistically will live to regret. They will live to regret this decision, statistically speaking. Okay? Is something like the self-harm rate is something like 40% amongst transgender, pre and post transition or surgery or treatment. Doesn't change. Doesn't change. The problem is the mind. The problem is the mind and what we are doing as a society and a culture is we are either enabling a mental illness 
always standing silently on the sidelines, not in opposition to this. So what are we going to do? Where's the church? Where are we? Because I don't, I don't hear it. You know, this is in Canada. God love Canada. I've never been. But their Prime Minister certainly gives the impression that uh, he's a bit of a Muppet, shall we say. He's enabling all of this. If we're not happy with this, then we need to do something about it at the ballot box. You know, we need to start affecting positive change. We need to stop playing by these rules of language, these postmodern rules of language where words just mean whatever I decide that they mean. And we need to get back to a biblical truth for the sake of our children, for the sake of our children. Because I can't keep reading stories like this. This is just depressing. It is sad. It is genuinely sad. I don't know this young person. I will probably never meet this young person. But in the event that I did meet this young person, then I have to accept this fantasy as reality. And this is the only mental illness where we say that the mind is correct. We don't tell bipolar people people who suffer bipolar or any form of depression when they're in a down cycle or spiral that, yeah, they really are the worst people on earth. We don't do that. We don't tell the paranoid schizophrenic person that, yeah, the voices in the radio really are talking to you. And speaking of that, Put it back on the church for a moment. If ever someone goes and does something horrific in the name of either God or the devil, we go, no, 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 no. That was not the will of those, of God or the devil. You know. How as a four-year-old can you do this? And the enabling, the passers-by just enabling. His choices were not questioned. He was congratulated. Everyone began using new pronouns. This is his mother. Adding it is no different to raising any other child. She appreciates the support from those in their inner circle. We're so lucky to have the circle that we do. Except your child will live to regret this. Statistically speaking, your child will live to regret this. Your child is most unlucky that you have the circle that you do. Because this is not going to end well and if we're here in Queensland then 
psychologists, psychiatrists, counsellors, etc. Cannot persuade someone to back down from this sort of transition. Why, I hear you ask? Well, because it's illegal. It's illegal. It is against the law if someone is lying on the couch in front of you or in a seat in front of you. I feel that I am female. Then a counsellor, psychologist, psychiatrist cannot legally go. I'm not sure that's the case. They must enable it. Which is just... Well, if that's not showing the ideological direction that our governments are going in, nothing will. If they say that culture is downstream from politics, or politics is downstream from culture, well, of course. And Australian politics and culture is downstream from US culture and politics. So I'm guessing that the madness here in Australia will only increase. And my question again is to the church, what are we going to do about it? And until next week, God bless.